Hello and welcome to the Indie Author Diaries. This is a weekly podcast with two indie writer mums featuring Sarah Gay. Hello there. And me, Lisa M. White. And we're chatting about how we're fitting writing into our everyday lives, our writing processes from ideas to our published novels, our sales or lack of, and more. Um, there's a lot more. <laughs> so make yourself a cup of tea and get ready to listen. So Sarah, would you like to take it away? This is episode three and um, let's go. So tell us, what have you been up to in the last week? You, do you remember what your goal was for the week? Yeah, so I was going to uh, do 10,000 words on one of my novels, Juniper. Uh, so that I did not hit the 10,000 words for the week. Um, I ended up hitting 3,000 and, uh, then I decided to actually go back and, uh, start planning out my next book in the season name series, um, and do summer notes, uh, just trying to figure out the timeline with that one. Uh, cause it's been a while since I did winter signs last year and um, hopefully by the end of this week, I'll have that nutted out so I can start planning out the fourth book in that series. Uh, so that's what I've been doing. Excellent. Very cool. All right. Um, so what have I been doing? I've been, my goals, I think, were to clean <laughs> or to declutter. And I have been decluttering like a ninja. I have been getting stuff out of the house, <laughs> dusting tops of cupboards. I washed the curtains. I'm so proud of myself for that. Um, because part of my problem is it's just not a job I love. And I, um, I tend to put things off and that I don't like. I mean, I'm a doer, obviously. You don't make four seasons of a TV show or for you, you know, a magazine. <laughs> um, and write books when you're not a doer. But yeah, I, I still, I'm human and I put stuff off. And so yeah, I've been doing that this week and it's been really cool because I've gone through my bookshelves and I've totally um, rearranged them so that the books that are in front of me are the books I actually want to read. Rather than giving me this feeling like, you know, delayed gratification, the books I want to read are hidden behind all these other books I have to read first, you know, like it's not school. Yeah. There's no assignments on it. I'm a free grown up. I can read whatever I like. <laughs> why, why not be rebellious and just read the book you love first? <laughs> <laughs> it is such a crazy concept. <laughs> and so I was feeling a little rebellious and that's what I did. Um, yeah. So I've, yeah, I've got all of those, my urban fantasy books that I want to read now on the shelf, took away the things that just don't resonate and left up, yeah, what needs to be there, what I actually use rather than thinking about the things I'd like to use one day. Um, yeah. I haven't, I haven't thrown anything away, uh, only a couple. Like I had this SEO book because, you know, from 2016, I'm sure it's out of date now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, and a Pinterest marketing book because I hate Pinterest. Uh, no, I hate it. I, I should reassess it. I don't use it because I can't figure it out. I've never really understood it. And my time is short as it is. And I've made that executive decision three years ago to not add that to my to list, list of things. And it's just another login I have to think about. It's another 
platform I'd have to share to and no, nah, I don't want to do it. And to yeah. the point where now that I'm in this active stage of decluttering, I don't know if I've mentioned in here before, I don't think I have, but in real life, I'm, I'm a naturopath and I'm currently not practicing at the moment, but when I have been in clinic for about seven years now, 2011, 2018. Yeah. Um, so I've been in clinic and one of the interesting things, like you see with people, they get really excited in the early stages of changing their life. They make lots of changes and they're happy to, you know, declutter and change their food habits and everything. But then um, drama happens because drama always happens. You know, if one form or another, whether it's a frustrating customer at work or it's a boss that's annoying or it's a issue with your husband or your partner or your girlfriends, your family, your siblings, <laughs> whatever, drama happens. And it's so easy to, you know, fall off the bandwagon then. And, um, yeah, and so, like, when things, like, when people do all that decluttering, they don't have the habits in place to support them during those times of change, like all those comfort things that we hang on to. And yeah, so, you know, I've been conscious about this thinking, oh, you know, like, because I've got a mission at the moment, I'm busy, it's, it's good to have something to do. But I keep thinking, like, when all of this stuff that I don't need is gone, I'll be forced to just be. And how, am I going to be cool with that? And I think there was this study, oh, a lot of the marketing people were talking about it for a while. I can't remember the details, but it was basically like this study where people were kept by themselves in a room and they couldn't actually be by themselves with nothing for 20 minutes. Um, I am, you know, way summarizing that. <laughs> but the, the gist yeah. was it's hard for people to be by themselves when there's nothing, no distractions and stuff. And I kind of liken this to the lifestyle change thing. So like when people declutter their diet, you know, or they stop smoking or they like drinking or whatever it is, there's this nothing. And then something happens and you're like, now I have to actually be, <laughs> be <laughs> yeah. with nothing. What am I, am I cool with this? And so, yeah, so part of this like decluttering the bookshelf thing and, and just the life in general is like, okay, so when all of this to-do list is done, I'm just going to have to do, and can I do that? And so it's practicing all these little um, skills and, but you know, behaviors, I suppose, to get into place for when that time happens. So I fully expect that knowing myself, I will let things build up again, but not, not usually as bad as the first few times you do the declutter because that's the process of like changing the habit for me. That's how my, I tend to work. But yeah, just keeping these things in mind. So um, yeah, so it's like letting myself read the books I want to read, um, having less stuff to declutter. So I'm forced to do the jobs I don't want to do, like the taxes and <laughs> keeping on top of the paperwork and and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, yeah, just letting myself do the fun stuff. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. It's hard to just be you, you know, on your own though, isn't it? Like we like to fill our lives with things that keep us amused really yeah I mean I'm not saying like going totally zen because if you saw my house <laughs> there's still nine bookshelves people okay <laughs> yeah um but yeah I just mean in terms of um it's funny how we we seem to all have these little habits and I as I, I I'm sharing what I've done but this is after observing people in many different ways for a very long time and everyone's got their their way their their thing that they keep themselves away from 
that they want to do that they hold back and often writing a book is one of those things because this thing that people always want to write a book one yeah. day because you know like we don't know how long it's going to take to write that book or maybe it's writing the second book or it's and it's this thing where we just hold ourselves back from it and we that's why we've got all this stuff in front of us so that there's a yeah. legitimate reason not to write the book or not to finish the book or not to publish the book uh, that's easy you know the journey of the struggle it's once you're there though then you're forced to put it out there in the world and then deal with it and can you deal with that so one of the things in this decluttering thing or uh, actually has been saying no was with the podcast for example all we've done is created the uh, indie author diaries um instagram account you know and it was part of this really honestly talking to each other and saying you know what this is the energy we've got to put into this um and knowing full well how much time things can take and you know it's a bit yeah. like a goldfish tank you can make almost anything take as long as you want it to take <laughs> you know and so by the time you restrict the size of the tank you restrict the size of the goldfish and yeah. um yeah so for us one of the things was we don't want to manage multiple accounts writing is what we really want to do so we're not going to do a podcast to make it hard for us to write we're just going to do the podcast because it kind of gives us that accountability and a chance to just talk about stuff without having to write a whole new blog and a separate website or anything like that yes that's right and so yeah it, it's been really cool because i haven't had to check too many accounts like it's almost like i used to spend like the social media account checking time um as a way to um so we've just got a phone call <laughs> coming through in the background hopefully you can't hear that um but yeah i check on the social media accounts as a way of wasting time do you know what i mean like it's like you have that 15 yeah. minute block where i could have done the dusting on top of the shelf and instead of that i'll just go check the accounts in case someone has a comment that i have to respond to <laughs> And which so are, true. I spend really half do. my day checking them, I swear. Now yeah. even. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I found, well, maybe because I don't have a lot of comments I have to get back to, but or either that or I've just had a really big mindset shift. Uh, mind, mindset shift. <laughs> I'm doing so well um, today. Yeah, this year where it's not, um, where I've decided, no, nope, there's boundaries on this. And so, yeah, it's over really quickly. Like I can check. I've I can check Instagram really quickly. I can check Facebook quickly. I don't have to check anything else. Every now and then I'll check um, Twitter just because I like the pretty quotes and stuff, but I don't use Twitter because I just, again, it, I find it too hard to actually find, understand the comment threads and replies and stuff. And so it's like, yeah, oh, I've decided, I know that's where writers are. That's where you should be. But I, I like it for the quotes and I like, I don't mind when people share their books and stuff, but I don't spend a lot of time on there. Yeah, I think that's the great thing about Instagram as well. You know, I mean, this year um, I decided instead of double posting with Facebook, you know, you can just share straight from Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I always put my posts on Instagram now and just share them through from there to Twitter and Facebook. So I'm not doing three different account logins and and then once I'm on Facebook, I get stuck on Facebook. I, yeah. I am someone who just loves going through the feed. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I actually found that, you know, instead of spending an hour doing all of that and getting stuck there, if I go straight to Instagram and, and share it through to Facebook, I tend to find I'm not going to be 
stuck. Yeah. So, I mean, you do, we've, we've got to learn to simplify if we want to do writing time and, and that's what happens because marketing is social media and, and um, even all your, your backdating of like books and things like that, that takes a lot of time. So you do have to really start to figure out um, how much you're, you're going to give to doing that. And Instagram has been wonderful for that. I mean, I'm a terrible Instagram poster. I mean, my feed does not look pretty. Really? It's, I like yours. I find it very personal actually. Um, well, it is, but it, you know, there's none of these beautiful color coding and oh, yeah, um, but that's a whole new level, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> well, that's right. I'm not doing it. Um, but I love my Instagram because I can just write those little those little things like, uh, you know, when I just went to the beach with the kids on holidays and just taking that one shot and, and um, just quickly writing how it made me feel, um, posting it on there and then it just posted itself straight through mm. to Twitter and to uh, Facebook. And, you know, it's, it's a great platform, I reckon. Well, yeah, I mean, I honestly, I can't say it relates to book sales for me with regards to the cooking show stuff. Um, or or fiction but I don't really share the cover and say buy my book much on there either but I think the thing I like about it is it's handy it's on my phone so it's already there I know the other apps are on your phone too but typing on the phone is annoying and so I try to avoid long posts because of autocorrect thank you very much autocorrect <laughs> for making every post take 10 times longer than it needs to. <laughs> yeah, that's But yeah, so I've got it then and there, then I can copy and, you know, use it on Facebook if I want to. But I also, the reason I like Instagram is I'm visual. I've realized. Yeah. Um, and I like photos of things and it's a good little memory to have, but also the editing photo image editing on Instagram is pretty good. Like you can brighten and sharpen and yeah, just make the post look, the photo looks nice as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why I like it. It's accessible and it's sustainable, which are, you know, buzzwords that I've used for a little while and um, I can see myself continue to do that for now. So as yeah. though I don't understand what the deal with the story thing on the top is. Um, you know, where you just see little videos or snippets. You can't seem to see yeah. that on someone's actual feed. Is that a bit like a Snapchat thing on it, Instagram? It, I don't have time for it that. Is. No, I'm yeah, sorry. I've tried, I've tried <laughs> it, but, yeah. it, you know, it's nothing special about it. I, I don't tend to really use it. I've done it a few times, but um, I prefer to just post straight to the feed. Yeah. Um, people like it. They like it, you know. That's what um, I do. Yeah. I like to reflect back on it. So I'm not interested in something that's here now and not tomorrow. I'm not, I'm not writing instant stuff, you know, like it just, my time is precious. And I think about that with the stories and the books as well. I'm writing a book, you know, I'm not writing something that'll be gone in 10 seconds when someone's attention spans taken on something else. I want to, I want to invest the time and money to something that'll be around for ages. And yeah, yeah so I haven't gone down that that path that and for that matter I haven't done any of the other social medias that require really short you know things that only stick around for a little while yeah and social media is very much a part of marketing so uh, you really need to figure out where you're going to invest your time 
into it, um, which has this year, it has definitely been uh, Instagram and Facebook for me. So um, I find that it's not costing me a lot to be seen. Yeah. Um, when I'm posting to both of them. Yeah. Yeah. As in, actually, while you're talking about that, so I can't recall if I've mentioned this yet. Um, have I talked about I, I had extra subscribers on YouTube? Have I talked about that? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so through the week, uh, I discovered my emails were getting put in the spam folder. So as I was looking through the spam folder, I saw I had like 50 new subscribers to YouTube, I thought. <laughs> and so oh, wow. it's funny. Yeah, my funny reaction was, oh, wow, someone must be spamming our account. <laughs> <laughs> so this is that whole, you know, I'm not logging in every day thinking this is the day I'm going to take off and go viral <laughs> and anymore. Like I did that for a while and then <laughs> realised it didn't happen and kind of just don't even think about it. So now it's like, oh, no, oh, no, damn, I'm going to have to learn how you get rid of spam followers and stuff anyway I actually think they might be real because <laughs> when I look <laughs> which is even weirder <laughs> but anyway so I've gone and had a look and it looks like they weren't all on the same day and it's over a period of time and one of our videos the last time I looked at it was uh, a couple of months ago maybe if that maybe a month ago I can't remember it I've looked at it recently I don't know how recently I looked but it had about 2,000 um, views on there and I thought, oh, wow, that's cool. Because the last time I'd looked before that, it had 1,000. Anyway, it's now got 3,500. And so I'm like, oh, oh wow. okay. So clearly it's that video that's been shared somewhere. And these are where the subscribers come from. Now, yeah. so what you're saying about um, getting better organic reach, it's really quite interesting. So for the Alternative Chef Kitchen Facebook page, I think I've got 2,000. 2,250 maybe I can't remember I don't think it's two and a half thousand maybe it's close to two and a half thousand it's a number just over 2,000 right and um and it's really interesting so I sent the post at the beginning of the year saying this is going to be our last season because I've done it over four years you know season a year for four years and I'm tired and so I was like this is going to be our last season but I will still come and touch base every now and then in here because there are a couple of recipes I'm working on and I've got to be honest I expected um, interest to completely fall off for that page, especially because mm-hmm. I'm not post, I'm not paying for ads on there anymore. And we can chat about that later about how much we spend and why I've I needed to draw the line there for now. And I and that needs to do its organic thing if it's going to do anything. But yeah, so anyway, um, when I've shared a few recipes, I find I'm actually getting a, well, I'm calling it a lot because I mean we've never I've never had one of those accounts that gets like a hundred likes or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm actually getting like, you know, 15 or so, say, you know, eight to 15 people liking posts. And when you're not sharing or boosting, that's actually pretty good. And the reach is getting to like a thousand people between 300 to a thousand, which again, when you're not boosting a post, that's pretty good. Yeah, that Um, is good. And some comments and some interactions, or sometimes people are tagging their friends to say, hey, this recipe would be cool for you. And so, yeah, it's just really quite interesting um, how that has gone because I've really surrendered that one this year. I've just like after years of blood, sweat and tears, <laughs> yeah. um, I've just put my hands up and said, all right, 
I can't do more than this now. This is what I can I give to this is like I can sustain what we've got. And because yeah. um, I'm creating, you know, the I'm writing the book. So I've got the fiction backlist to go. And so, yeah, so it's just really interesting. And so I think what you're saying about it takes time to get that organic reach is something that's really hard to understand when you're just starting. I mean, I, I created that page in 2015, um, but I started, you know, working on all the stuff behind it in yeah. 2012. But so from 2015, so that 15, 16, 17, this is four years, you know, and yeah, just without looking or trying, that's finally when a video gets shared and I get the subscribers. But again, like what's that worth in terms of book sales? What's that organic sharing reach worth in book sales? Well, I mean, this month, as I said, I shared a blog post and I've got two book sales from it. Um, yeah. But that was posting a new blog post with a recipe and then sharing that, you know, on social media. And I expect one of those book purposes, book purchases came from that blog post because it was a, I, I, it was a blog post on bliss balls. And at the end I put the call to action saying, Hey, if you want more bl- bliss ball recipes, check out the Christmas book. And that was the one that got sold. So yeah. So again, you can toss up and think, is that worth all that work? <laughs> Cause it's a lot of work creating recipes. I mean, I didn't create this recipe specifically for that. Um, these are just things now I'm cooking at home and I, as the, I've got these recipes that I think, oh yeah, this would be cool to, to put on there and find again. Yeah. Um, and people seem to be yeah. responding to it. And I think the other good thing about it is my vibe has changed. Like I don't have any expectations as I'm sharing this stuff. Like I, I shared this funny, I don't know if you saw on Instagram or, or Facebook, I put this picture of this weird looking potato that I had. Yeah. It looked like someone had stitched the mouth together and it was creepy as and it was like a halloween a halloween <laughs> potential <laughs> i was like this is wrong um yeah it was just funny and yeah and even just sharing stuff like that where i i still had that oh my god should i share is this gonna offend anyone um but i just thought oh well stuff it i'll just put it out there and if they don't laugh they don't laugh and yeah it's a potato you know i didn't do that to it <laughs> yeah, so that's right. whatever and um but yeah, so it's kind of cool to see oh, there, there's actually interaction now. And I think that's one of the things where you lose hope um, with your social media. And you'll find this when you're just starting out. Um, if you're not one of those people who are lucky and go viral straight away, that it's really hard to keep talking when you feel like you're talking to yourself and you're putting it out into the void. And it's nice to have some reaction and a comment, yeah. you know, when people start to comment back and that's easier to maintain, but you know, we're talking, this is year four now, you know, and um, so, yeah, when you, it's easy, you hear all this advice, you've got to, you know, be everywhere, do everything. And then you'll see, here's some more sensible advice. Don't be everywhere. Don't do be do any, everything. Just pick the two things you can do or whatever. Um, yeah. But whatever it is, you just have to make sure it's something that you can sustain and you might have to change it. And, you know, that's okay. It's not permanent. You can. Uh, it just means that sometimes it's time consuming and cumbersome to change things and people behavior can take time to change. Like another thing that I changed, sorry, I seem to be dominating this part of the chat, uh, but it's relevant. So I'll share it here. Uh, when I first released for the cooking show books, um, we did a print book. <clears throat> and so I sold that through the website. I sold it in person to shops 
uh, at a wholesale price. I had a local distributor who on sold at wholesale price to other uh, clinic, like nutritionists and clinicians who could sell it if they wanted to offer it to their clients. And then I put it up on Amazon as well and Lulu at the time. And um, yeah, and so I was selling the books through the website and that's great. You get maximum royalties from the website, but you also get the headache of having to work out the taxes. And then you also have um, like my problem was after the website, I had a custom designed website and every time there was an app update that didn't work. And so I had to pay $50 to get my computer guru to make the, the code work. And I had to email the book to the person who bought it anyway. Usually the, you know, most people were really nice, actually. They could have been really disgruntled after having paid, you know, their, their money and not receiving their instant book, which is one of the whole benefits of the eBooks. Um, I had to then start emailing people to check when I saw that they'd bought it, <laughs> that they'd actually received it and if not, send it to them. And um, all for a $14 sale. And it wasn't a sale every day. It was like, so I was basically paying 50 bucks for a $14 sale once a month. <laughs> yeah. And it just was never added up. And so in the end, that's when I decided, you know, after spending all this time and all this money and all this work, and we'll talk about that in a later chat, um, to build up this, you know, this, these, my own newsletter list and people to send to buy my books through the website and everything. But it was just costing me. It wasn't working. It was taking a lot of time. It wasn't, it was supposed to be automated, but it failed. And so then when I decided to move everyone across to Amazon and draft a digital, like through iBook, uh, iBooks through draft to digital, um, not everybody comes across now. Like I still get a few people saying they want me to make the books PDF available. Um, but I'm hesitant to do it because of all the things like I've just mentioned. <laughs> and, you know, I have held off doing a print book because I'm still waiting to make sure the books are the way I want them to be before I commit them to print forever. Cause once they're up there, it's hard to take down. Um, and yeah, do you know what I mean? Like I, I've just had to really think that through. And so it's, it's just another one of those things where you can make changes, but it takes a while to turn the ship around. And yeah. so I have. I now don't sell the cook. I've, I've only got the local print books that I can sell in Australia available via the website. Um, but I've taken the e-books down and the e-books now are only available through proper online e-book retailers and um yeah it's cost me less in the last year so even though i haven't made much like i still haven't received the royalties um it's it's actually cost me less like it to when i eventually get that money which won't be long now because i've got to be around the <laughs> 80 85 mark for amazon america <laughs> and 99 dollars for australia um yeah, so there's there's that thought again, like all this stuff, it is changeable. You don't you're not long term committed to anything you set up, but it there's a bit, usually a bit of work and a bit of time involved to change it because you're changing the behaviour of the people who follow you. Um, yeah. I haven't experienced this in fiction. I'm so I'm not talking about fiction with that. I've only done this with non fiction. Um, your this kind of ties in with something you've been thinking about. 
with the um, changing pen names. Yeah, I've been thinking, I, I had thought about it. Oh, I, I keep going back and forward about it. You know, I mean, uh, a lot of my following is for the romantic comedy uh, plus size chiclet. Um, so sometimes I, I tend to find when I put posts out about those books, like the curvies and things, I get quite a good response back from my followers because, you know, I've got some really good organic followers from the beginning uh, with those series. Um, I tend to find when I put out my new adult uh, contemporary romance, I don't get as much... <clears throat> Uh, as much interaction and things. So I was, I, I, I've been tossing up whether to uh, rebrand under a new pen name um, or to keep them with Sarah Gay and uh, change the covers. So I'm, I'm constantly going back and forward. I, I keep wondering, do I want the extra effort and the extra work from it? Um, you know, an extra pen name means extra books. Um, because I do like to release a certain amount every year. Um, and, and same with my fantasies. So, yeah, so I'm tossing up whether to keep all the romance like we're talking about together and putting my fantasy under another name. Um, oh, we, we keep going over this, Lisa, and I still haven't come to a decision about it yet. <laughs> it's really hard because you know the amount of work it'll take. I mean, talk us through the this is, talk us through your resistance for anyone who hasn't done this yet and has just one book um because i remember thinking the first time i put the first book up oh this is easy this is great what are people complaining about <laughs> and then you realize well, what mean, it's like to change yeah. a in 14 books <laughs> well i mean you know with sarah gay i mean it's taken me four years to build to build that following up um you know i had thousands of uh followers um and I probably did what some authors might balk at. I actually, uh, I actually deleted um, quite a few hundred followers um, to keep my organic um, and my interaction with with my organic uh, followers and my newsletter subscribers. I culled hundreds um, that weren't really responding and. Um, uh, so yeah, so Sarah Gay's taken a, a bit to feel a uh, build up, and you know my hesitation with a new pen name is you literally have to start again um, and build that name up, and uh, you know then I like to put out you know around about six books, four to six books a year under Sarah Gay or more. Um, they're going to expect the same from another pen name as well, which is double my workload and then double the social media. And um, so I don't, I don't know, you know, that, that is that hesitation. I find it easier to, to write under the one pen name and keep control over that. Um, so that's my hesitation with that. I think, I don't, I think you set the, the expectation um, for, the other pen name though so if you don't want to release six books a year for it I don't uh, maybe release you know the one season a year if that's what you want to how you want to write the fantasy I just in terms of that sustainability thing I know I mean it's the two sides of the coin isn't it it's like you've got to have more out there for the pen name to be seen 
Yeah. Otherwise, the books have no more visibility than they've currently got. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. Maybe hold off until you've got the next season. Are you going to write the second season? Um, of The Waiting World? Yeah. Yes, I am. I, so I've already got the, the episodes. Um, I wouldn't call it plotted because I don't plot. So I have beats mm-hmm. um, of how they're going to go. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping to have those out next year because um, I've got another fantasy set I really want to do. Um, as well uh so but i am actually thinking of putting them under another pen name um so even though they've got romance elements i find a lot of you know romantic comedy chiclet can cross over into contemporary yeah um people will Mm -hmm. read the both of them um but i found my fantasy it just doesn't seem to go with my branding and branding's really important when it comes to being an author yeah. Um, so I might give those babies a new lease on life um, and relaunch them under under another name sometime next year before the second season comes out at least. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, so basically we don't have an answer for this bit yet, so stay tuned. <laughs> One day I'll make up my mind. One day. <laughs> And if you've got some suggestions of uh, Sarah's new pen name, (laughs) (laughs) I've got (laughs) something funny, something serious. (laughs) We've we've, we've gone over this for a year. Yes. (laughs) I'm joking. Like it's more, her fantasy books are serious. They're not. Not yeah, no, but I have, I haven't put a lot of time into them this year because, you know, I've been uh, building up the romantic comedy this year. So I should have, you know, six books under that. And I do have another pen name coming, Skylar Barnes. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, for my Insta love. Well, I'm a total, I am an 80s movie junkie. So I love Molly Ringwald. I love the whole, you know, uh, 16 Candles is one of my favourite movies, as you know. And, you know, by the next day, I mean, she's with the boy of her dreams and they're in love and, you know. I love um, Some Kind of I, Wonderful. That was my favourite, by the way. Yes. Like, I, just, I love that. It's very almost insta-love, you know. And I love those short stories that just leave you with a really good feeling. So I think we were joking around about I just need to write a set of Insta loves. Yeah, you wanted to write short... Insta love. And you're like, oh, yeah. who could I? Who could how I? Could, how could I do this? Put that and... under my pen name, though. I need a pen name. Uh, yeah, well, I did come up with, remember Lucy Licorice? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> that was one pen name. We are, we are not using that one yet. And it's like, so uh, why don't you make one of your characters do it? <laughs> So we, yeah, and so we mixed it in with the Curvies and Skylar from uh, the Curvies um, now has a writing career and these are going to be her books. I love that. Uh, I just think that's so cute. It's so fun. It was so much fun writing Skylar as an author and, um, yeah, so I get to put these little Insta loves out and 
you know, and, and they're the kind of books too that um, I shouldn't say this as an author, but they're the kind of books where I don't even care if people read them or not. Like I love them so much. They're just <laughs> the cutest little stories and, you know, and they all go together really well. And it was a different writing style for me as well. Um, there's no chapters. It's just, it's just one story in each one. And um, I really enjoyed having three different characters' points of view in the one story without having to change chapters. Oh, wow. How did so, you do that? I haven't seen these at all. They're not out yet, are they? No, they're not out yet. It was super hard. It was actually really super hard. But, um, but I like uh, jumping from, you know, first-person point of view, past tense and uh, to third-person um, then to third person, um, present tense. Like I like to mix my writing up and see what I'm good at and what I definitely should never try again. <laughs> and this was one of them because I was like, how am I going to do this? But it, it kind of, it works because I just sort of break the chapters up with breaks. Um, Anyway, we'll see, but I like them. I, I really, I adored writing them. And um, oh, Okay, so you do a scene break rather than a chapter break. Yes. Right, okay. Yeah, so I there are scene that. breaks, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, um, yes, I love so the cover. Yeah, my, see, and they've got that real, I think they've got that real, even though they're not set in the 80s, sorry, but <laughs> I, they've got that real 80s, poster feel about them yeah you know like yeah I just I love it with all the bright pop colors and 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 things like that I just really enjoyed doing them so I mean I hope other people really like them but if they don't you know I'm gonna hug those babies on my shelf (laughs) (laughs) are you gonna create any like social media pages for Skylar like are you gonna do a Instagram for him no, I'm. I actually have a Facebook page ready to go. Oh, how cool! The kid is like you've already got a picture of her because she's on the cover of the Kirby books, isn't she? She is on the Which on the is cover. Her of book is it? Curve my heart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, just so. that's the cutest thing. So I have a Facebook page for Skylar Barnes already. Um. So she's going to be Skylar Barnes, Insta love, <laughs> romance writer. Um. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but that's like we talked about with the social media, that's going to be, she's not going to have a web page. Yep. Um, she's, uh, she's going to have her own page on my uh, website in Sarah Gay, but that's it. So I'm not going to do a whole new uh, setup for, for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I do actually have a pen name. So there you go. Yeah, that's so cool. I like it. I would actually do that, I think. If I um if I was to write under a pen name, I think I would choose one of my characters and yeah. use their name to do it with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was super fun. So hopefully people like them and and um So when do they come out? Um just for anyone listening who's curious to Check out what we're talking about with these covers and Skylar. They, they will start coming out in November. Oh, okay. So we'll share the yeah. links then. November through to December. So that will come out after the fifth uh, book in the Curvies comes out in November. 
Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. And check out Sarah's website. Is it sarahgay.com? Yeah. And Sarah Gay, G-A-I, is how you spell that, yeah. dot com. That's and right. yes, and I think there is a link though. So if you go to our, if you go to Anchor, um, our page on, our profile page on Anchor, there'll be a link to my website and the podcast page and I've linked to Sarah's website on that as well, if you're curious. Um, but when I get around to doing show notes, I will put that information there. All right. Well, uh, shall we move on to what do we have we been reading or watching anything this week? Do you want to go first? I I actually haven't been doing either um, because we did go away as a family, uh, which was super hard to put my computer down and <laughs> and not do anything. But um, you know, I really just wanted to enjoy the time with the kids because they grow up before we know it. Um, so, I mean, we went fishing, we went to parks, um, we went down the beach and did fish and chips. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we, we brought the really expensive gelato. <laughs> it's not just our drive through McDonald's ice cream. You know, we really, <laughs> we just, we, we went all out and we just had a fantastic time and um, you know, it's really funny to put down the computer and the phone. The, the first day is actually really hard yeah. because we talk about surrounding ourselves with things and not just That's being it. in the zen. Um, it was hard. But then, you know, by the second day, I just couldn't care less because we, you know, I just enjoyed those little moments uh, with the kids and, uh, you know, just really appreciating what we have around us all the time and it, it, the career and everything else it, it it doesn't seem as important when you when you watch the kids and mm -hmm. and those little moments that sometimes I've been just trying to finish something off I I get distracted by you know the things going on in my life um, it's nice to to just stop and and just see how the kids are going and and everything. So I've done no reading. I've done no TV watching. Uh, <laughs> You've done nature watching, and I think that's I hard. have done nature. And <laughs> and I tell you, I I should have if I if it wasn't for the ice cream that I enjoyed so much a few times, <laughs> I would have lost weight. I walked that much. <laughs> but um, nah, it was it was lovely, but um. But I'm actually going to sit down I, I, while the kids, the kids are with their grandparents um, and really just catch up on some reading, do a little bit of writing, um, but not overstress myself because I tend to do that thinking I've got to get everything done while the kids aren't here. Mm. Um, yeah, so my plans are there. Cool. Um, yeah. Okay. I have been reading this week um so i put some pictures up on my instagram page um which i think i've got the link on the indie author diaries instagram page if not uh and indie author diaries is at indie author diaries one word um it's just lisa m white author i think or my author lisa white i, think, I don't even remember <laughs> this is good <laughs> so, right. <laughs> note yourself guys <laughs> um, know your handles what am i sarah can you see it 
I'm going to find it. No. Author Lisa White. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> now we've covered that. Um, yeah. So I, oh, sorry, I knocked the microphone. So I found a, a, as I was cleaning, I went through my favorite old books and um, there was one book that I loved that I never ended up buying a copy of and it was Bridge to Terabithia. And so I was like, oh, I've got, to, I've got to find that book anyway. The very next day we went to the local shops and there on the shelf was Bridge to Terabithia. And so I was like, yep, got to get it. So I've started rereading that. So I'm halfway through that. Um, we're almost finished with um, the Narnia Chronicles. We're currently on the silver chair and we're Ooh. about to go to the way through that. They're fantastic. Yeah, I love those. Love them. And then where I've been reading The Assassin's Blade, so I'm about 30% of the way through that. That's the Sarah J. Mars book. And I haven't read anything else this week. Oh, but I was you watching. reading some good stuff. I know. And I have been watching The Hunger Games. So um, while cleaning, <laughs> I've had that going on. And I, you know what? I think it's one of those movies that I've appreciated more the more I've watched it, even though yeah. the fashion of the capital just, it's not, I just don't like that science fiction look. Dystopium I'm cool with, but the science fiction side of things just doesn't really interest me. That's why I, re I find it really annoying when science fiction and fantasy get lumped in the same group. It's like, we are not the same readers. There are fantasy readers that don't like science fiction and vice versa. Um, yes. Give me a wand and a dragon or a unicorn or a vampire rather than a laser gun oh, <laughs> I, I think it's ironic it, considering I was a scientist <laughs> I, I think it depends on the author you know I mean I've come across some amazing authors I love um I recently just uh, found space opera oh really yes and I they're these great little short stories um Odette Seabell yeah she is amazing. I mean, she does, you know, she, she, they're like episodes really, yeah. I would say. Um, and she does space opera and, uh, I, I love it. I even found, um, a few by Scarlet Dawn. Uh, you know, she does a lot of fantasy fiction, mm -hmm. uh, but she did these ones. Um, I think they're the Mark series. I, I could be wrong. Um, and they're, they're very space opera, science fiction um so she's really good too i mean i'm not actually really a, a reader of that genre but um yeah check out odette c bell she's really good okay give me a link and i'll put it when i do the um show notes is it bell b-e-l-l-e or b-e-l-l l-l yep okay oh uh, cool all righty sounds good um so I suppose we should talk about what we're going to do next. Basically, for the next week, I'm going to do tax. <laughs> Finish my taxes. And um, there's some, like, paperworky things that I've got to do that I mentioned last week that I, I thought I might have got done, but I didn't. So I'm going to be doing that this week yep. and preparing for when we have holidays. And so what about you, yep. Sarah? Yeah, well, like I said, I'm going to finish um, doing summer notes. 
So I'm going to get all of my beats done for summer notes and spring mornings. That is spring mornings. It's spring walks. I can't even remember my my fourth book name. Seriously. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to finish uh, doing the beats for those and get them ready to to go so I can finish off those um, and I'm going to get some reading done. There are two books I really want to read this week and, um, and that's it. So it's going to be a really casual breezy week for me. I'm not putting uh, a, a word count this mm. week. I'm going to yep. just take it as it comes this week. So, yeah. Alrighty. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. <laughs> And uh, we'll be back next week. Let us know what your goals are. Share them on the Instagram page with us or via a message on Anchor. See you later. Bye, guys. See ya.